Welcome to A Bigger Life, where you can break through the distractions, stop, listen, and speak to God in prayer. I'm Dave Cover. I want to help you use the Bible as your conversation with God so you can live a bigger life. I want to look one more time at Psalm 116 at that repeated phrase. Remember, when the Bible repeats something, that's the way it's underlining, bolding, putting in italics. That's the way it's emphasizing something. And the repeated phrase we see in Psalm 116, we saw it in these last few episodes, is that phrase, calling on the name of the Lord, calling on the Lord. So we saw in Psalm 116, verse 2, because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. Verse 4, then I called on the name of the Lord, the name of Yahweh. O Lord, O Yahweh, I pray, deliver my soul. Verse 13, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord, the name of Yahweh, the name of the I Am. Verse 17, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And call on the name of the Lord, the name of Yahweh. This is the repeated phrase in Psalm 116, and it really is the Bible's way. That phrase, calling on the name of Yahweh, the name of the Lord, is one of the Bible's favorite ways to describe what it means for God to be your God, for the I am to be your God, for you to be one of the people of the I am, to be somebody who walks with God. And so we read even in the first chapters of the Bible, in Genesis chapter 4, verse 26, when Eve had Seth, remember Cain killed Abel. Abel was the, the son who found favor with God, and Cain murdered Abel because of it. And then it says that Eve gave birth to another son named Seth, and again, this Seth is in the line of the seed of the woman, so to speak, whereas Cain was part of the seed of the serpent that was talked about in Genesis 3.15. That seed of the serpent versus the seed of the woman is kind of this way of the Bible saying there's going to be two kingdoms on earth, and they're always going to be vying against one another. One is going to be the people of the kingdom of darkness. The other is going to be the people of Yahweh. And Seth is the beginning of this new line of the people of Yahweh. So it says, Seth also had a son, and he named him Enosh. And then this phrase, at that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord, the name of Yahweh. Then we read in the very next chapter, verse 22, that says, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Listen to this phrase again. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. Now, this is a weird passage, right? Not only the number of years that he lives, but also this idea that God took him away, that he didn't die, that God just simply took him. And that it emphasizes that Enoch walked with God. Again, it says, Enoch walked faithfully with God. That's the repeated phrase in those three verses. To call on the name of the Lord is to walk with God, to walk with the I am as your God. The reason why you're listening to this podcast is that to some degree, I know that you want to walk with God. You want to call 
upon the name of the Lord and to know what that means more and more in your life. By the time we get to the New Testament, that phrase is about what it means to be a Christian. So 1 Corinthians, Paul is introducing the letter, and it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, so the second verse of 1 Corinthians to that letter, the Apostle Paul writes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, in other words, made holy, this a verb of the word holy, those holied in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, holy ones, together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So calling upon the Lord, calling upon Yahweh is now calling upon Yahweh Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is how we become the people of Yahweh, is by calling upon the Lord Jesus Christ, what it means to be a Christian. So this phrase we see in Psalm 116, this repeated phrase of calling upon the name of Yahweh, the name of the I Am, I think is a great phrase to have in our mind as we think about walking with God. I want to walk with God, and I want to call upon the name of the I Am as a way that I walk with God, the way the Bible describes walking with God. And so let's just think of it in terms of that word call and try to make it easy. Let's try to think of the letters C-A-L-L. This is not any you know genius thing, but I'm just trying to make it easy to remember. So C-A-L-L, call, to have this walk with God, the first thing we do C would be to come to God through Christ. There's two C's there to help it be rememberable. Come through Christ. That Jesus constantly said, if you pray in my name, the Father hears you, the Father will answer you, that the Christian understands that the only way we have access to God as our Father, the way we have access to the presence of God, is to come through Christ, who takes our sin upon himself and becomes our righteousness to stand before God. We have these images in the Bible of standing before the throne in the white robes of Christ. That's how we come before the throne of God. We don't dare come on our own. We'd be incinerated by God's holiness. But because of Jesus and his righteousness and because of his sacrifice, we have been made, well, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1, 2, saints, holy ones. We've been sanctified. We've been holified. We've been made holy by calling upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the New Testament book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest, he's talking about Jesus, since we have this great high priest, the one who represents us before God, the one who stands in our place before God, the one who allows us to stand before God, we stand behind him because he represents us. So therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, Let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. And I love that verse. I don't, we don't have a high priest who's unable to empathize with our weaknesses. He was human too. He knows what it's like to be human, although he, he, he adds, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. So making clear that Jesus did not give in to temptation, but he knows what it's like to be tempted. He knows what it's like to be human. So the author of Hebrews is saying, look, Jesus is not just a loving God toward us. 
He understands what it's like to be us because he was us. He is us. So verse 15, let me read it again. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. In other words, he's able to empathize with our weaknesses. He knows what it's like to be tempted. And he represents us before God with perfect righteousness, one who did not give in to sin. So we can stand before God. Our representative is the priest who stands before God, who did not give in to temptation. He understands what it's like to be tempted. He understands and empathizes with us. But we stand before God holy and righteous through Jesus. So verse 16, it says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We can find God's grace to help us in our time of need because he knows what it's like to be in need, and he wants to help us. And we can receive mercy because Jesus is the one who is our righteousness. We can come before God's throne with confidence. I was going to have C be confidence, but it is better in my mind to think of it as coming to God through Christ, we could say with confidence. There's three C's. So call has the C, come to God confidently through Christ. Let me read Hebrews 10, 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence, there's that word again, to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Now, let me just sum up this. It's the one who promised is faithful. It's the one who promised that has shed his blood that allows us to come into the most holy place. And he's our high priest. He's our representative. We come in him to the very holy presence of God, having our heart cleansed, having our guilty conscience cleansed because of his body that has allowed us to come into the most holy place. His body shed on the cross, his body risen from the dead. So Jesus is our priest. He's our confidence to enter the holy presence of God. So C, the first letter of call, is to have this confidence that it's not how we're doing that allows us to come into the presence of God. It's what Jesus has already done. We come with the confidence in what he has already done for us. He is our confidence. We call upon the Lord through coming through Christ with confidence to the presence of God. That's the first one. The second is the letter A. And think of it in terms of being awoken or awaken ourselves to the awareness of God's 100% present with you. Being God aware. So A is awaken to an awareness of God's 100% presence with you because he is the I am, always in the present tense. Psalm 139 verse 7 says, David says, where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, that's just a poetic word for death, you are there. So everywhere, anywhere in God's universe, God is there. 
And David says, there's nowhere to go where God is not 100% with me. Now, because he's infinite, he can be 100% with me without being any less present anywhere else. The prophet Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 23, 23, God says, am I only a God nearby, declares the Lord, declares Yahweh, and not a God far away? Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares Yahweh, declares the I am. Do not I fill heaven and earth, declares the I am. Here's what God's saying in a poetic way. Am I not nearby and the farthest place away all at the same time, 100%? There's no place to hide from me, and there's no place that I do not fill, 100%. Do I not fill heaven and earth? So Jesus says in Matthew 6 that this is our comfort. That but he says, when you pray, Matthew 6, verse 6, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. In other words, he is unseen, but yet when you go into your room, find the, the closed place, shut your door, your Father is 100% right there with you, and He will reward you. Now, that idea of rewarding you is the idea that God is your reward. Coming to Him in prayer, God will be your reward, even though you don't see Him, because He is with you when you go into your room and close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen, Jesus says. So Hebrews eleven six says, that whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists. Now, in the Greek, it just simply says that he is. Must believe that he is and that he rewards those who seek him. So we're coming to God with this awareness of his 100% presence, this awareness that he is 100% with us and present with us. He is the I am who is always in the present tense and always in our present tense and he is 100% focused on us because he is, he is always present. So we can walk with him and talk with him like Enoch. It walked, Enoch walked with God. He walked with God. And those who called upon the name of the Lord is synonymous to walking with God. We can walk with God and talk with him because we're aware of his presence. Matthew 28, 20, the last verse of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus promises all his followers, I am with you always to the very end of the age. The opposite of this awareness is godlessness. In other words, we just have this godless sense of our lives. God is absent. It's less God. Godlessness is this unawareness of God's constant presence in our lives. We're trying to call upon the name of the Lord. We're trying to walk with God. And that requires this godliness in the sense that we understand that he is 100% always present with you, present with me. And that really does change my life when I become aware, when I awaken to the awareness of God's presence. That's A in the word call. L would be to lift up your eyes to see vertically. We talk a lot about this in this podcast. The idea that I'm not just seeing my circumstances. I'm not just looking horizontally like I'm flat on a bumper pool table and whatever comes my way I have to dodge and watch out for and fear and be anxious about. But I can lift up my eyes and I can see my circumstances with a vertical perspective that God is the one who oversees all of my circumstances. 
So God says in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 25, To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? So when you lift up your eyes and you see the stars, now imagine the stars they saw back in Isaiah's day when there are no city lights. There is no pollution in the air. It would be stunning. You would clearly see the Milky Way galaxy on its side, this plane that we look at from the flat end, and you would see all the stars in the sky. And God says, just lift up your eyes. And who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. God created each star and he has a name for each of the billions, hundreds of billions of stars in the hundreds of billions of galaxies. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, O Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, and remember we are Jacob, we are Israel, the New Testament says, promises to them are in us because we're in Christ. Why do you say my way is hidden from the I am, hidden from the Lord, hidden from Yahweh? Why do you say my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Yahweh, the Lord, the I am, he is, is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. Now, I love those verses. That's Isaiah 40, 25 through 28. They'll be in the show notes. All these verses will be in your show notes, as always. But I love those verses because they really do get my sense that when I lift up my eyes and I see vertically and I see the God that created the universe is the same God whose understanding no one can fathom. He's the creator of the universe. He's the everlasting God. He's infinite and he inhabits eternity. And he is the one who knows every star by name, every piece of dust on every planet that revolves around that star. God is 100% present there. And when I lift up my eyes and see the God that created this universe, it puts my life in perspective that it doesn't mean that he cares less about me because I'm small. It means that the vast understanding and power and intelligence and infinite wisdom of God that created and oversees this entire universe is 100% focused on me and I can trust him. So that's why he says, why do you say my way is hidden from the Lord and my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? I am the everlasting God. I am the creator and my understanding is unfathomable. There's no one you can compare to me. So lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? I did. And my same power that created this entire universe is now focused on you and at your disposal for your good. Psalm 115 verse 3 says, Our God is in the heavens. We looked at this psalm a couple episodes ago. Our God is in the heavens and he does all that he pleases. Jesus said, our Father in the heavens is to be our first prayer, first prayer request, that we have this sense that God is this vertical reality that oversees all of our lives, and we see our lives three-dimensionally. He does all that he pleases. He's not controlled by any circumstance, but he controls all of our circumstance. 
to call upon the name of the Lord is to lift up our eyes and to see this unfathomable picture of who God really is, and therefore to see our lives and our circumstances three-dimensionally rather than just horizontally. And then the, the second L, the last letter, is to lift up all your concerns. To lift up is to upload, so to speak, to unload all of your concerns to God, to upload them to God upon him. Psalm 116 verse 2, this psalm that we're in says, because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. God is listening to me. God is actively listening to what I pray and to what I ask, and therefore I will call on him as long as I live. That's what the New Testament tells us in Philippians 4, verse 5. Paul says, let your gentleness be evident to all. Now, this is interesting. We can be gentle because the next thing he says is the Lord. And when he says the Lord, he's talking about the I am. And he's talking about Jesus being the I am. He says, the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In other words, you can have this gentleness rather than having this panic anxiety, because you know that you can cast your cares upon Him. Do not be anxious, but in everything, present your request to God. And when you do that, when you really do upload your request to God, you can have this peace that you have talked to God about it and that God cares about you and you don't have to be anxious. And so his peace will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. The apostle Peter writes in 1 Peter 5, 7, catch this. He says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Now, it's a really interesting verse because that word cast means to throw. It's a violent word in some sense, to throw all your anxiety. That word anxiety in the Greek means worry, concern, anxiety. Throw, Just throw all of your worry, throw anything you're concerned about, anything that you're anxious about, anything that's tempting you to be worried, cast it, throw it. Throw all of it on him because he cares. It is a care. It is a concern. What you're concerned about, he's concerned about because he cares for you. So let's read the verse. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Let me read the verse the way I would expand the words in the Greek. Throw all of your worry, your concern, your anxiety on him because he cares about what you care about because he cares for you. Everything that you care about, you can talk to God about. He empathizes. He sympathizes with your weaknesses. It really helps me to know, rather than have to evaluate whether or not God cares about something, should I pray about this? I don't have to do that. I can pray about anything I care about because God cares about me and therefore he cares about what I care about. And I know that when I have that sense that I can talk to God about anything, he can empathize with my weaknesses. He's my high priest through Christ. I can come before the very throne of God and I'm not worried about anything except just talking and walking with God. I can just walk with God in the righteousness of Jesus. 
this idea of calling upon the name of the Lord can describe my life, my walk with God. I can come confidently through Christ. That's C. I can awaken my awareness of God's 100% presence with me. That's A. I can lift up my eyes to see the glory and wisdom and love of the I am overseeing every circumstance in my life and seeing my life vertically rather than just horizontally. That's L. And the last L, I can lift up my cares because he cares for me. Come confidently through Christ. Awaken my awareness of God's 100% presence. Lift up my eyes. Lift up my cares. That's how I can call upon the name of the Lord. And so, Lord, I call upon you now. I come through Jesus. I don't dare come on my own, but I come in the body of Jesus, the righteousness of Jesus, the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus. I come through Jesus as my high priest, my perfect high priest. I can come before your throne of grace and find mercy and have my guilty conscience cleansed by the blood of Jesus. I can come before your throne clothed in the white robe of Jesus, the righteousness of Jesus, and have 100% access to you because you are my righteousness and you are my access in Jesus. I come before you confidently, not sheepishly, but confidently And I thank you that you are 100% present with me. You incline your ear to me 100%. You are listening to me. You are focused on me just as much as you are far away in the other side of the universe, focused on a planet there. You are the infinite God who is with me without being any less focused anywhere else. It is amazing, this vast creator. I lift up my eyes to see you as the creator of this vast universe. And therefore, all of your wisdom and all of your power and all of your glory that created this universe is also focused on me and present with me. I lift up my eyes to see my life in light of your glory, in light of your wisdom and your love and your presence. And I lift up all of my cares to you. Everything that I'm concerned about, I cast it, I throw it unto you because I know you care about me. I call upon the name of Yahweh, the name of the I am. I call upon you. I want to walk with you. I want to call upon you all day, every day, to walk with you, to talk with you, to be somebody who shares my life with you, because I know I have perfect access to you, that you want me to call upon you. And so I do this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.